everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today for It's a PR Thing. Today, we are gonna talk about know thy stakeholder. You know, as PR professionals through the years and the decades, we lament about, I'm not at the table. How do I get to the table? You know, I, I wanna be at the table. I need to be at the table. Yes, you do. All of that's true. But one of the most important things that you bring to the table is being that source who has the deep intel on the stakeholders. Who are they? What do they think? What do they want? What do they need? What, what brings them to you? What connects them to you? And by the way, on the other side of that coin, not knowing your stakeholders is one of the worst things that your company can do because you can pay very dearly for it in many different ways. So today I have three tips for you on how to know thy stakeholder. So let's get rolling. Welcome everyone to It's a PR Thing. This is the show where we help you build relationships that build business. We'll give you a better understanding of what PR is today and how you can use it to drive your business in ways you never knew you could. If you're ready to build bigger and better relationship capital, then this is the show for you. Thank you again for joining us today for It's a PR Thing. I'm your host, Stephanie McFarland. I am so glad you're joining us to talk about PR things. I love talking to you about PR things. And today we are going to be diving into the topic of know thy stakeholder. But before I dive in, let me make sure I remind you that we are not overproduced here at It's a PR Thing. We pride ourselves on being scrappy, sassy, and sincere, but always striving to bring you scintillating content. And I'm going to go all scintillating on you today with know thy stakeholder because this is one of the most crucial things that you as a public relations professional will bring to your organization. Now, in the PR body of knowledge, if you remember episode three, I went over what that is in definition. And the PR body of knowledge talks about what's called global spanning and boundary spanning. And there's other names that, are, that have been used for it. And essentially what this is, it's the practice of where you as the PR professional are watching what is going on out there. So you are looking across the stakeholder landscape for your organization and you are keeping tabs on what's going on with those stakeholders, what's impacting them, what do they think, how do they feel, and how does that all relate to your organization and doing business with you? So that's a nutshell definition of that. If you do not know your stakeholders, and I mean deeply know your stakeholders, then you are flying blind or you're operating with a pretty big blind spot. Now, as PR professionals, as I said in the preface to the show today, we lament about being at the table. And by the way, we're not the only one, guys, because I've worked with IT organizations and all kinds of different organizations that are specific to a profession as, you know, as PR is. And they all lament about being at the table. But one of the most valuable things, one of kind of your lever of professional power, if you will, is having that intel of who is the stakeholder. How do we, we know them and we know where they are, those snapshots in time and moments of where they are in connection with your company. So what happens when you don't know your stakeholder? Well, let me tell you about my experience over 30 years. I have seen companies that will throw millions of dollars at launching initiatives, products, or even wade into issues, you know, in which they have no real understanding about their stakeholders. 
I've seen companies spend a lot of money on trying to fix a problem in which their approach is way out of line with what their stakeholders would like to see or even the concerns of their stakeholders. I've seen companies that have directed resources to fix a problem that in the stakeholders' minds doesn't really exist or really isn't of of that much significance. So what happens in those cases when companies head in that direction? Well, with each one of these and all these different scenarios that I just described to you, I have seen failed launches because of that. I have seen loss of revenue from canceled accounts and subscriptions, loss of customer confidence, which has been followed by everything from poor online reviews to, again, you know, customers leaving to even there being uh, legislative action. And I've seen, well, actually, we've all seen when some of these missteps have resulted in a loss of market confidence. And so we see stock prices dive, right? We see a loss of confidence from stockholders. All of these are natural consequences of not knowing thy stakeholder. So how do we avoid that mistake? Tip number one, seek first to understand. Thank you, Stephen Covey, for giving us the articulation of that extremely necessary mindset. Yes, flashback to episode three, I said it. Flashback to episode four, I said it. And let's flash forward to episode six because I'm going to say it again. You have to seek first to understand. So let's take a trip down memory lane to episode three where I talked about RPI. Remember? Research, planning, implementation, and evaluation. So again, remember, the business school, business education has management by objective and other renditions of that. Public relations has a similar management by objective, if you will, structure. And RPI is that. Now, there's different acronyms that PR uses. It's not just RPI. You have race and some others, but I like RPI. So research, planning, implementation, and evaluation. Companies that just want to skip the R process, okay, or rather the R step, and they want to jump straight to the I, which is the implementation. So R is seeking first to understand. I is where now you start to implement. That's where you start to communicate. And that is the you seeking to be understood. Again, folks that don't want to bother with the R, they just want to jump straight to the I. I want you to understand me. That approach rarely gets you any kind of real solid success. In fact, a lot of times what you see is there's a lot of output, but you don't get a lot of successful outcome or you invent your own problems along the way. So what kind of research do we do? Well, obviously there's surveys. There are singular focus groups. You've got multiple focus groups. You could do content analysis. You could do in-depth interviews. I mean, you know, the, the list goes on and on. What I strongly recommend to everyone is to have a good collection of both quantitative and then the qualitative, right? Because the qualitative gives you the deeper dive. It gives you the dissection, if you will. So it gives you the rich insights. So always try to strive to have both. Have the quantitative so you know you know the level of generality, right? You know the essentially the validity of that. But then you also have the 
qualitative where you really, really get that richer input. So, and obviously, like I said, there's different ways to do that. And we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But the next tip is go psycho. Go psycho on your stakeholders. What are you asking us to do, Steph? That sounds crazy. <laughs> well, you know, there's demo and then there's geo and then there's psycho, right? So there's demographics and geographics that you're going to get from your, usually from your quantitative. And then there's your psycho and you can get, you can get psychographic obviously through the quantitative purpose as well, but or rather process as well. But you know, getting that psychographic data is extremely important. And if you have the budget and you have the means to mine that, go get it. And you know, you can still get it though, as you talk to folks across time you can still start to get a good sense of their psychology right because that's really what what psychographic is it's just what's the psychology and what's the thinking and and what are the essentially what are the the values on which you know this particular stakeholder group you know their actions and their attitudes are all founded so definitely try to go psycho if you can now the third tip talk to your stakeholders talk to them. Now you may say stuff. We are an electric utility that has 500,000 customers. How are we going to talk to all of our customers? Well, you're not going to be able to talk to all of them, of course. I mean, unless you have a huge budget and a big staff and an awful lot of time, but there are other things that you can create. You can create opportunities to listen to your customers. So for example, We've recommended this to folks. Some have taken us up on it and some have not. Those that have, have had good success with it. One example is have a quarterly breakfast. Have a quarterly breakfast, especially say you're a local, right? Have a quarterly breakfast and invite in, you know, 20 random customers to just come and have breakfast with you. And come with a list of questions that you want to get input on. Don't use it as an opportunity to explain yourself or to try to sell anything. Come in to really just ask them questions and prompt them to give you input and their thoughts and their feedback. And it can be everything from maybe you've had a reputation issue and you want to have a chance for them to give insight onto that. Or maybe it's something that you're thinking about doing later on down the road and you want to get their input and how that aligns to their values and their ideologies, etc. This idea of a quarterly breakfast is something that you could hand off to your sales team in which they do this in their own sales districts and they can put together the feedback in a formalized report and send that to you. Something you could do as well in which every quarter you trade out a member of your C-suite so that they get to come and each have an opportunity to listen directly and, and they are live. One of the things to just keep in mind again is you're going into this to be ask assertive, not tell assertive. So your part of the conversation is as your customers share input based on the question, then you either give the next question or you go deeper on the previous question. But the point of all of it is for you to get input. And earlier I said to talk to, but really it's to, again, talk with and to really listen to. Now, if you will follow these three tips, seek first to understand, Go psycho, get that psychographic data, and talk to your stakeholders. You will set yourself up, not only success for yourself as a professional in terms of being of value to your organization, 
but you will help your organization to avoid a blind side or flying completely blind where maybe they're ready to jump into the waters of something and they're not quite sure or they don't even know what they don't know about what's underneath the surface. So now as let's just talk about that for a minute as PR professionals. So let's say, you know, I'm not at the table, so this wouldn't apply to me. Eh, yes, it can. Just because your organizational culture may not have PR at the table doesn't mean that you can't find someone else in the organization who can become your advocate who does have a seat at the table. Now, that's not necessarily talking about us individually. That's meaning the PR function being at the table. So now that's a podcast for another day, I know, to really get down into that kind of in a whole different dynamic. And I actually do have plans for that. But I just want you to think about the fact that you've got, say you do, you really, you get this data, you're gathering it, maybe you're pulling it in from different divisions, you're putting together kind of this intel report. If you're not at the table yet, and maybe that's because maybe you don't have the institutional authority, you don't have the role, you don't have the recognition, maybe the culture just doesn't, uh, hasn't grown to that point yet, find somebody else in the organization who does have a seat at the table and start to discuss this with them. Start to bring those reports to them. Make sure they know, they're aware. I'm telling you organizations that do, eventually what I've seen is people do start to get an invitation to come to the table because this data, this understanding of stakeholders becomes so valuable to the conversation that they really feel like they just can't go without it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today on It's a PR Thing. I love talking to you about PR things. Hey, if you really are interested in case studies on this very topic and others where it's actually been implemented, please go out to our website at mcfarlandpr.com. On our homepage, you're gonna see an information block called case studies. Just click on that, it'll take you to our case studies library, and you're gonna get some really good synopsis of different situations where this Everything we talk about on It's a PR Thing has been applied. So please feel free to go out there. It's totally free. Just grab those resources. They're a quick read. And it could be something that could really help you. And that is the whole purpose of this show. So again, thank you so much for joining today. Please, please go out and make it a great day.